Are You Playing? Greetings, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad. Today, well, we'll decide, uh, a game and tell you why the bleep we are playing it. I'm Super Saiyan Sean, this is Namekian Thomas, and here's Mason, who summoned the Eternal Dragon for a new pair of undies. How you guys doing? I mean, I need them. Apparently, I've I, I've worn the same pair of underwear to work multiple times, so uh, maybe I'm getting. Welcome to Podcast Hour, where Mason admits things he probably shouldn't be admitting. They were clean. They were clean. <laughs> so they were cleaned in between each visit, but yes. I just okay. I just imagine. <laughs> just get the Eternal Dragon, and you get all these wishes. Technically, the first wish in the series was for panties. Yes. Yep, Oolong. If, if Oolong have, saving the day. Oolong saved the world by wishing for a pair of underwear. That is why Oolong is the best Dragon Ball character. Him and poor. Fuck anyone who disagrees. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was half expecting with the intro a Krillin comparison. Because I, I may know basically next to nothing about Dragon Ball, which you will find, you will discover more as this podcast goes on. But I do know that Krillin is lame. And I, that's what see, I was. I was not expect, true. Krillin I was is expecting awesome. See, Krillin's, Krillin, see, Krillin's uh, actually kind of kick ass. Krillin, Krillin is kind of kick ass. He became kind of a joke on the internet in the mid 2000s and then kind of in the early parts of Dragon Ball Abridged. Uh, but even kind of listening to the commentary of the Dragon Ball Abridged people, they actually don't like the, how they portrayed Krillin as a, a kind of the, the bitch that they did. Uh, well, because well, the thing about Krillin is, yeah, he's not as strong as everyone. But he's got the brain. He's got the mm-hmm. strategy. Even he also got the hot wife. He he did get arguably the hottest wife. No, Paul, no. So they, no, so they, no. Uh, the, I mean, look. If we're gonna argue Dragon Ball girls, Videl is number one. So he's he's like pigtail uh, Videl. He's like uh, he's like what's his face on Parks and Rec, where everybody makes fun of him, and yet he has the hot wife. Uh, Andy. No, not no. Andy. Uh, Jer- uh, J- Jerry. 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 That's right. Jerry. He's like Jerry. Jerry. Um, so Mason knows nothing about Dragon Ball. This is the Dragon Ball episode, the first of probably many, because there are so, so, so many Dragon Ball games. I think we are up to 90-something at this point. Help me. Uh, I know everything. Oh, yeah, everything. But I know lots about Dragon Ball. I was, was going to say I'm going to blink twice for help, but nobody can see I'm going to blink twice for help. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, and I'm in the middle. I know a lot about Dragon Ball. Not as much as Sean, but I don't. I don't. I don't pull a Mason where I walk into a Dragon Ball. I'm like, oh shit, it's Naruto. You're gonna. You're gonna. It's Naruto. <laughs> you're gonna. You're gonna be a larger contributor to this episode than. So we decided. So I decided uh, a good introduction. Uh, and I know Thomas and I talked about a little bit of this. Uh, a good introduction, honestly, to the series and what would introduce to the series. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai is what we played. You know, uh, and you know what? At the very least, I'm glad we played this and not Evolutions. The game. Look, I'm not going to pass <laughs> around the PSP yet. <laughs> That'll be next season. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but Dragon Ball Z Budokai released uh, in Japan uh, as a fighting game developed by Demps for the PlayStation 2, released in 2002, and then later on the Nintendo GameCube in 2003. It's the first game in the Dragon Ball Z Budokai series, which has many games, Demps made the first three and the uh, P- PSP versions, did but they-, they did not do the Tenkaichi's. They did Shin Budokai, though, didn't they? I believe they did. I believe they did, but they definitely they did the Evolutions uh, Look, reskin. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of the devil and the devil shall appear. Yeah. Uh, it is based on the Japanese anime series Dragon Ball Z, 
No way. Which is part of the mega manga franchise, Dragon Ball. No way. Uh, Wait, you're telling me this was a manga first? Wait, I thought this was a Blue's Clues game. It was published in Japan by Bandai and in North America by Inf- Infogrames. 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 Which is, which is Atari. It's Atari. Yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah and it's was just the Atari. first console Dragon Ball video game in five years, and only the second one to come to America, the first one being Dragon Ball GT Final Boot, which famously has our podcast favorite, Steve Bloom, uh, voicing Goku. That's, wait, isn't, isn't GT the one that isn't canon? Or is Te- that... Technically, yes, it's technically not. Okay. It's, GT is such a weird position. It's kind of an alternate universe more than anything else. Uh, it, it does not have a manga. Uh, it was not made by the creator Akira Toriyama, but he did do some of the initial designs. Okay, so it's canon in the same way that like Marvel What If is canon to the, every to the other to the main. Probably a little timeline. less, but kind of similar. Yes, okay. yeah, yes, so that guy, that is it, it is is kind of a another person's take on it. But uh, also, you know, you can go multiple branching timelines at this point because the Dragon Ball Super manga and Super anime are different. So. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Because the anime came first for one of the, it's weird when uh, an anime comes before a manga. Yeah, I thought it's normally the uh, like I, I don't I don't know much about anime uh, in keep, general, but that usually is how it goes, isn't it? That it the manga comes first. Keep, and, yeah. Keep in mind all this talk about branching timelines and multiverses getting uh, destroyed came from a manga that started with a little monkey boy getting shot by a purple-haired chick. Yep. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, in the who, anime, who, who, who in the anime, who hits the little monkey boy with the car, but in the manga does not hit him with the car. <laughs> no, she just puts a cap in Yeah, oh yeah, she's cold-blooded. There are cars in Dragon Ball? Yes. What do you mean? Dragon Ball, okay, the Dragon Ball universe. Around? This is going to be a fun podcast, because we can just, I just got to talk about it. The Dragon Ball universe is a weird kind of alternate mystical version of Earth. There of are like modern Earth. Kind of. It's a mix between modern and not. So, like, there are, there are a lot of, like, incredibly advanced technologies. Space travel. The, uh, hu- the company uh, Capsule Corp that is in the company that Bulma and her, fam- her, par- her father founds uh, basically creates things, these things called capsules that basically can hold anything in them in the world. Legit, in, like, the second episode, maybe even the first episode of Dragon Ball, Bulma pulls a whole-ass house out yeah. of one. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they basically it can hold anything at, at any point, and that's... You know, if someone created the ability to transport cars in, you know, the palm of my hand, yeah, probably you're going to be the richest people in the... (laughs) But so it is kind of a modernized world, but there are dinosaurs on the planet. I was going to say, and then you walk 20 feet to the right, it's like a T-Rex. Albeit, I don't know if the dinosaurs actually show up in any of of the manga or canon stuff, or they just show up in fillers of the anime. So they may, that may Uh, be something also. But also, the King of Earth is a dog. It, yeah, is it king like the, king, the king of Earth or is it the president of Earth? Or He's right? the king of Earth. The king of Earth's a dog. Yeah, because there's just random ass like furry people walking around. Like there's a random ass dog person, random ass cat person. But there's also oh yeah, isn't there? Isn't there also like a little like tiny man pig baby thing? Yeah, Oolong, Oolong. who can shapeshift. The, the best. He went to shapeshifting school. The Him best character in the franchise. But Poir graduated. Oolong left. <laughs> yeah, Oolong bailed. He's technically seven, but in the dub, he sounds like a 30-year-old Yeah, smoker. he sounds like someone, yeah, smoker, yeah. He, yeah. 
<laughs> you can't see Mason's face, audience, but his face of that is, please, God, strike me down. I don't want to be here. <laughs> so Japan uh, is such a creative place. That's it also has uh, Native Americans, but we don't know if there's an America, but there are Native Americans. in the, you know, uh, There's also an episode in the OG Dragon Ball where Goku is fighting a ninja who hides behind an American flag. Where's America? What is America like in the Dragon Ball universe? Like, kind of, it's Dragon Ball evolution. Oh, fuck! Well, that's unfortunately, you know, an American take on the Dragon Ball. Uh, uh, Giko. Uh, but uh, at the time Budokai came out, to kind of move it back to our actual game topic, uh, and not fun tangents that I'm going to have lots of, uh... Budokai is like, and part of why I picked this game and wanted to, to this game to be the talk, the the springboard point for Dragon Ball was this was the defining game. This was the game. It was the first one, the first game that really came to America. I know Final Bout was there, uh, and it was a GT game. It was confusing, you know. That was basically. Uh, I don't remember which studio had that one that like they released it. It might have still I, been Bandai, but I think it was Atari. It might have been, but it was like the the licensings were who was doing the voice acting and all the things was still up and arm. There were a bunch of other things, and it was just grabbing quickly one and trying to make some money off of this. Oh, this show that is uh, being kind of popular uh, uh, well, is uh, you know let's try to capitalize on this uh, in America. It's also the fact that GT Final Fantasy. You know how last week I called Ben 10, Protector of Earth, Oops, all Steve Bloom? GT Final Bout is Oops, all Goku. There's so many goddamn Gokus in that game. There are a lot there's of games a lot where of, that's a problem. There's a lot of them in, a, in a, like other ones, like Xenoverse, I think. Yes, there are, there are a lot of... Xenoverse has a lot of versions. When you have versions of it, uh, the Budokai Tenkaichi's, you know, because you'll have, like, Kid Goku, a Goku... But, like, you know, you know, you'll have Goku, Super Saiyan Blank, Super Saiyan 4, Vegito, you know, all these other big do, things do, like that. Do we know, like, what the, the top, like, the top Goku is? Uh, have they gotten to that point even? Uh, it depends what branching timeline you want to talk about. Look, the best form for Goku is Super Saiyan 4 because Correct. it's him returning to monkey. It's him monkey. It's monkey form. Ultimate monkey. I mean, it's like, right. I, I, I always thought that blue was the top one is that right is it not blue, not really it? not blue i mean technically there's now like multiple forms from it but it's you can you can get to the done the blue but also god power is a very weird in terms of just like punchy punchy yes blue is probably the most like i'm gonna do the most damage but it also has a lot of drawbacks huh. uh, and then and then also where does like the hair growth happen like how is that like because does any like what is the purpose of growing more hair as you get more powerful anime yeah fair enough anime, okay. anime. <laughs> I, legit like it's not dragon ball but gone but from hunter across hunter he has this like special transformation which spoilers is it's got a whole bunch of shit behind it i won't spoil it here but it's got a whole bunch of shit behind it his hair literally goes up to the goddamn sky like it's gracing god's beard <laughs> there's a lot behind that one yeah we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna make this a hunter yeah. hunter podcast because yeah. i could also tangent a million times on that if you can't tell sean's the weeb fair uh, I, I say as someone who's been watching baki for the last week as the we over there the one piece fan yeah, i was gonna say the one piece fan the goddamn hypocrite yeah <laughs> um so when when Budokai came out, 
it was kind of the big, like, jump-off point. At the time, I believe Boo, the Boo Saga was getting ready to air in America, or it had started airing. It may have been right around it. At least when the GameCube uh, version came out, it had. I don't know 100% if the PS2... Now, obviously, at this point, Dragon Ball Z had finished airing in Japan for over a decade. You know, yeah. uh, GT was done at this point in Japan. <laughs> this was kind of this era-defining game that... Uh, uh, one of the biggest numbers here is uh, it sold uh, 2.688 million copies in Japan and the U.S. And it is ranked as the 17th highest selling game that was launched in that cycle January 2000 to July 2006 the PlayStation 2 Xbox GameCube it was the 17th highest selling game of that period Sheesh. And, and keep in mind the PS2 had so many goddamn games this was a humongous franchise building because it not only was the the Toonami uh Kids WB uh fandom had existed that were wanting desperately to play fighting games in this anime, it also created new fans that spawned off. Uh, this was this was the game to kind of build off to uh, to Dragon Ball games and more into the future. Uh, there are many, many better games, both before and after it. Uh, yeah, in this uh, own franchise, in the three Budokai franchise, this is the worst of the Budokai uh, 1, 2, and 3 games. Budokai 2 and 3 are much better games, in my opinion. It's why another reason I think this was a smart pick for the first Dragon Ball game. Unlike, say, Ben 10 or VeggieTales or whatever, where I think you have to be fans to enjoy those games. And I do. I, I'm mm -hmm. a fan of VeggieTales. I'm a fan of Ben 10, so I enjoy them. But here... I do think that this is actually a good introduction for Dragon Ball, mm -hmm. if only because of the story mode. I th And I, I feel like if I got more into the story mode, I would probably have the same feelings, but at the, I only played a, a few individual fights, and I couldn't help but... Sh uh, I, I, I just couldn't shake the feeling of, like, why would I play this? Not only would I, why would I play this over any future Dragon Ball games that have come out recently. Uh, but I, I just couldn't see any reason to play it over any other fighting game. I mean, at the time, thinking about it, you know, we're still, you know, you know you're talking 2002. I mean, unless you're going back in the 3D into 3D fighting games, at the time when it came out, it was pretty much on par with a lot of the 3D fighting games. Yeah. Uh, you're um, still not to, like, you know, Tekken 3 and 4 hadn't come out yet. Had uh, Tekken... Tekken 3 might have came out, but Tekken 4... Te Tekken 3... Tekken 4 was, I believe, 03. Yeah, so, so Tekken believe. 3... Uh, yeah, Tekken 4. Tekken 3 had come out, and Tekken 3 is fine. You know, that, you yeah. know, that um, uh, Mortal Kombat hadn't really hit the 3D. Well, even when Mortal Kombat hit the 3D... Woo! Uh, yeah. Um, DOA existed. Yeah. Believe it or not, that's the game franchise this reminds me most of is DOA. That's fair. Uh, and I, I think... Well, you know, obviously we'll talk about more holding up at the end of the podcast. Oh. But at the time, a lot of the games at this point, and as far as games, this, there's a lot of uh, games at the same time that were equally considered good or whatever that, woof, have hold, held up worse. Uh, Tekken 4 was actually 2001. Really? Oh, damn. Okay, so right, Tekken so 4, 4 would have been out. So there's at least one, one good, really good fighting game that did there. Tekken 4 is really good. Tekken 4 is good. <laughs> All right. Fighting game tangent from your friendly neighborhood, Thomas. <laughs> uh, 
Why Thomas the... had never heard such bullshit in his <laughs> <laughs> No, I... Tekken 4 is a good game. Why the fuck would you introduce the character who only punches, Steve Fox? Why would you introduce the boxing character in the game where it is easiest to dodge punches? Now, I'm not saying I do, because Mason played with me with Steve Fox, and I like Steve Fox as a character, but fuck him as a goddamn fighter. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. yeah it, Tan- it, tangent over. Tekken 4 is still good. But, uh, you know, to, to springboard off into the fight, as a fighting game, this is not a great fighting game. I'll just say that right there. It is, an, it is, it is a slow moving in, at times. The button inputs are not well put together yet. It doesn't get to the point where you can actually customize uh, to a lot of the uh, uh, big attacks to actual top buttons, mm. uh, which comes later on that you can actually make it a little easier. It's not... This was not, this is not, no one was going to be playing a competitive fighting Budokai. This is not a super amazing fighting game. It was, at its core, is built for anime fans, Dragon Ball fans. But also, at the time, because of how few anime games or fighting games like this had come stateside, this was kind of the beginning that allowed a lot of those really good games to eventually be coming this direction. Yeah, because... Yeah, let's get into the gameplay mechanics of this game. They're not... (laughs) Gameplay mechanics are punch, kick, you can grab, and... I found the throw! Like, I remember... Because I I played Budokai 3 more recently on this. I definitely found that... uh, uh, I always liked throws in that game. I found throws annoying in this game. I forgot how annoying Budokai 1's throws were. Because they're they're really hard to hit, I Mm -hmm. found. Not for the computer necessarily, but for you, yeah, yes. Well, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. But, again, it's why this game reminds me a lot of DOA, because it's the same four-button setup, but two hits. Because DOA has punch, kick, block, and grab for the face buttons. Who has time to block? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and DBZ Budokai has punch, kick, block, and energy instead of grab. Grab... Mm. You either do punch and guard or you press R1 if you're a cheap bitch like me. <laughs> Let's get to the fact that every character in this game plays the goddamn same. Yep. Yeah. There's not a lot of variation. The only difference is going to be power and how much power. But they really, do, the you know, you have your bigger characters that are going to be a little more physical. Your Nappas, your Dodorias, your... Uh, and it's very limited differences. Your cells and those are going to be a little bit... And then you have your smaller characters that are harder to hit. Your Krillins, your... The, and, the Android 1718, your Gohans. But overall, everything is pretty similar. The most popular fighting game ever made probably is Street Fighter 2. You can make an argument that there are a bunch of similarities in that game, but Ryu and Zangief do not play the same. Mm-hmm. Guile no. and Chun-Li do not play the same. Mm-hmm. Here, you can pick Goku, Gohan, Krillin, Yamcha, Piccolo, Android 17, 18, 19, uh... King Dodoria, I don't fucking know. Why the fuck did I say that? There's no King Dodoria. No, we've now made Dodoria king. <laughs> uh, it was going to happen eventually. One of the multiverses. But they all play basically the same. See, you you, you, you dropped the name King Dodoria. I I was right there with... That could have been a... You were like, yeah, like King DDD. <laughs> I could have been a character in a later game. I don't know. Oh my god. God, I want King DDD in Dragon Ball now. <laughs> Oh God! Who's this? Who is this monster? How is he kicking all our asses? I'm gonna clobber that dark Kirby. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the 
there's not a lot of difference in playing. The only difference is in power. Uh, and and the, one of the big complaints of this franchise, even going forward, is that if you're not playing one of Goku or Vegeta, then you're not going to beat anybody. Now, this game at least had some of the other characters were a little more playable in this aspect, because my brother mained Cell. I mained TN back in the day, and he kicked my ass all the time. Okay. My brother was really good at this game. I was not. And then we got even in Budokai 3. We were a lot of great matches in that one. You see, because Budokai 3 is actually, like, a really well-made fighting game. Uh, I mean, it's a well-made game. It still isn't a balanced fighting game, but yes. No, but Budokai 3 is one of those things where if you're playing it, you're just plugging it in for, like, some fun with your friends. Mm-hmm. Again, no one's playing... Spoilers, the best Dragon Ball fighting game is Fighters. Yeah, probably. Just in terms of it being a fighting game. But it's still probably not the one that you're going to plug in to play with your friends. I mean, maybe, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are probably going to plug in, you know, uh, Budokai 1... Or, no one's plugging in Budokai 1. People are going to plug in 2 or 3 or Ultimate Tenkaichi or shit like that. And then when the HD re-release came out of Budokai, uh, it was 1 and 3. 2 was not included on the list on it when they released it, re-released well, the... Why? Because, well... Well, so here's, here's the thing. 1 is the only... 1 is really one of the only Dragon Ball games that has a true story mode that plays through, that has animated stories, that has all the models and everything does that. Two story mode is a board game where it sets up fights. It's actually really fun and weird, but uh, it's what, very so it's, odd. So it's like a it's like a precursor to the um, Smash Ultimate. Um, More like it's like if you mixed Mario Party and uh, uh, a fighting dr- and game? fighting game, yeah, and then at least the fights. Uh, but it, it it wasn't really I mean, a well story gonna, mode. Not gonna lie, that kind of sounds awesome. I would play. Uh, it. And then Budokai Three had what was called Dragon. Uh, Dragon Universe, I believe. believe Yeah, Dragon Universe. And it basically you picked a character and you went through their story and built the whole story, but the story mode was all just (laughs) text boxes. You pick Yamcha and it's one fight. And one of the complaints that comes a lot in the Dragon Ball games, less in this one, uh, because you play primarily as Goku uh, through a lot of it, is the fights that are losses in the show. You have to still win, and then you're like, see a scene of them losing. (laughs) You're like, stop making me win. (laughs) Yeah, because I noticed that both times I watched uh, the story mode. Specifically, like... Okay. <laughs> I know it's a fighting game, and you, you gotta do your thing. You gotta win. But Vegeta, you have to win the fight with Android 18. In the anime, manga, everything, that is a beatdown. Like, Vegeta does not get a single bit of goddamn offense in, and then she breaks his fucking arms like a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, But yeah, it's... the. There are definitely a lot of complaints for the gameplay of this game. Uh, and it should... it, it, its story mode is something that needs to, you know, because it is one of the only ones that had it, and that was a, a big selling point back in the day. It also is the only game, I believe, that has Rock the Dragon. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't believe any, any, uh, other con- any other game would have put that on, because that's also a pre-Funimation thing. Yeah, a really weird extended Rock the Dragon where... Because the, the opening is so much longer, that's why they cut the opening down. But the real Japanese opening is long. So Rock the Dragon only fit the original, like, shortened opening. I was going to say, Rock the Dragon is like 30 seconds. The Japanese intro is like two goddamn minutes. Yeah. So, wow. so in this game, they had to just loop Rock the Dragon. 
And that's the it's original. Fun. I think in the HD remaster, I think it is just they, they do Chala had Chala instead of uh, Rock the Dragon. So mm-hmm. I think it is just the Japanese. But it is very funny that yeah, because that would have been at the time that that still would have been popular because the ocean dub still existed for the uh, Saiyan and Namek arcs. Yeah, because yeah, the dub actors for this game are early Funimation, mm-hmm. right? Yes, okay. Funimation did not have yet the rights to produce the Saiyan and uh, Namek arc for television. Those didn't come until they were released on uh, on DVD in like the mid two thousands, mm. like two thousand four, two thousand five, I think. Yeah. So this was this was still Sean Chamel as uh, Goku. This was was it Christopher Sabat as Vegeta? Chris Sabat, uh, 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 yeah, he is. He, uh, he Chris Sabat is uh, Vegeta, Piccolo, Yamcha. I think those are the only main three in this game. I know later he voices, I believe, Birder. Mm. Maybe Raccoon later, but I know that those three are the three he did for this game. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it's Justin Cook that's as Raditz. I don't know if it's because I don't think that came to the dub, so I don't remember if they, it was Justin Cook for Raditz or someone else. So, oh, uh, fun fact! This will crack Mason up. Sean knows about this. Fun fact about Sean Chamel: mm-hmm. he did originally uh, go because he voices Goku. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went in. Guess who he? Uh, he guess who he auditioned for? Uh, it's gonna be someone crazy. Captain it's... Genyu. <sighs> Genyu. Cause he, cause he saw Captain in the name and thought he'd be important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Captain Genyu. Who is in this game? Yeah, they. Uh, there are a lot of characters that aren't oh. that you would think that would be like from there that aren't because it isn't a very large roster. Uh, like, I mean, for example, like Android 20 is playable, but 19 isn't. Uh, you reverse, know, strike that reverse. Sorry, 19 is playable. 20 is not. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> you're sorry right. Clown, clown boy's playable. Old man is not. Yeah, sorry to be a pedantic dick. <laughs> nope, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's standard fighting game roster about this time. Actually, it's a bit bigger than standard. Yeah, before anime, up, you know, we, for the amount of characters in it. That's true, but I mean, we brought up Tekken Four. Tekken Four is a much smaller roster mm-hmm. than this game. What What was the one? What was the one that you guys were? were Talking about on the stream where you could play as like literally every character. It's Ultimate Tenkaichi Three. Ultimate Tenkaichi oh. Three. So uh, after so Budokai One has all the characters that you played. Uh, also, uh, Mr. Satan and uh, uh, Great Saiyan Man are unlockable. I should unlock them. Uh, but then uh, Budokai Two kept most of the characters. I know there's a few they got rid of, uh, and then added the Boo characters into it. And then Three expands that roster quite a bit. Because it adds some GT characters, some movie characters, a lot of others. But even then, I think it was only like 30-something characters for the roster. Yeah. But but the Ultimate Tenkaichi game started adding characters left and right. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Ultimate Tenkaichi 2 has the biggest roster. Xenoverse, might, Xenoverse 2 might be close just on it. But like Ultimate Tenkaichi 2 had like Dragon Ball movie villains. You could play as Devilman in it. Devilman is a playable character in it. Uh yeah, not the cool. Like, not the cool one. No, Devil Man shows up in an episode. I'm pretty sure uh, Doctor Slump is playable in it from Toriyama's other manga uh, uh, that shows up. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, like Tao Pai Pai is playable. I believe only game which makes Tenkaichi Ultimate Tenkaichi very uh, 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 amazing because Tao Pai Pai best character. I'm just hearing all these names and I'm like, uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I love Tao Pai Pai. Oh, I love Kerr. Uh, I love Indian food. Tao Pai Pai is famous uh, because he's the first, like, bad guy that Goku faces that is, like, threatens death. Kills someone. Oh. Does a lot of that. He kills a man with his tongue. 
He wears his job description on the back of his shirt. His shirt literally has a Japanese symbol that says, kill you. Legit, there is a scene Sean showed me where he fucking deflects a bullet with his shoe. Yeah, just for flips the, sake the shoe of up it. and deflects a bullet. He, he's an assassin. He was a high, uh, murder for hire, and yeah, he, he is the first, like, real, like, threatening character yeah, uh, that huh. happens in, 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 in the original be, Dragon Ball. Because before that, we had villains like Pilaf, who mm-hmm. was funny. They're uh, more uh, gag villains yeah. uh, than actual fighting villains, and this was, like, the first... Because we'd come off the tournament arc, and the Red Ribbon arc was in the, in the middle of it, and this is the first, like, real, like, threatening character. So... Hmm. Yeah, because uh, because always kind of hold us up. Because Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball started originally, it it was an adventure manga. Yeah, it, it was a really lighthearted adventure manga. There was a bunch of gags, and early Toriyama gags. So it was like all the boobs, uh, all all the perverts, and and some racial stereotypes. Yeah, but that's just anime in general. Yeah, but Toriyama's exceptionally, <laughs> I know Toriyama's exceptionally really bad. bad at drawing characters with uh, defining features that are. Caricatures of African Americans. Okay, yeah, he he draws a lot of blackface. Like yep. he, he ain't try, don't try and censor. He, Big lips, he draws a lot all of the things. It's it's <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> but but, the, but then it started transferring more into an action show, mm-hmm. or an action manga. And by the end of Dragon Ball Z, he drew Oob, who was actually a good-looking black character. Uh, so he's come so far. The uh, <laughs> but yeah, the because uh, Dragon Ball is supposed to be just a few chapter manga mm. and he just enjoyed writing it so he continued he just kept going forever and ever and ever <laughs> yeah and now he signed his own death warrant and i mean akira toriyama did doing. a lot of work outside of dragon ball as well uh yeah. you know famously designing all the all the designs for the dragon quest games uh, uh he did chrono trigger chrono trigger as well. uh as well oh, he, that he, makes did all, sense. he did all the art style for those so which, that, that makes sense which chrono trigger looks a lot like yeah, yeah. which General, genuinely, Akira Toriyama, I love his art style. Yes. I love Akira Toriyama's art style. It is the perfect mix of cartoony, but still pretty badass. Like, I love Oda, but his designs really lead into cartoony. Mm-hmm. Now, I like that, but I know a lot of people don't. That's what turns it's them off to one piece. It's a good style, still. No, like I said, I love it. Mm-hmm. But Akira Toriyama's is just such a perfect mix mm-hmm. and of it- cartoony and action. Because he can do... Look, this is the the artist who in like started off with Bulma like doing her goofy faces in Dragon Ball and then like 50 chapters later he was drawing the most badass looking Super Saiyan Goku of all time. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he evolved and did a lot of different things and also is just a really good artist and I like his yes. style quite a bit. Thomas, did you do any research on Dimps this <laughs> week? <like>, oh, dear. <laughs> the studio behind Budokai. Dimps, we've gone on so many tangents this episode. Oh, this is going to be an episode of tangents. I kind of knew it because I like to talk about Dragon Ball, and I know <laughs> more than the average human probably should know, or, you know, it's probably not healthy what, how much I know. What, what, like, what did you have to lose in your brain to remember this much about Dragon Ball? Do you remember your Well, own no, birth- so here's the thing, you know, to remember birthday. this much, uh, you know, is why you don't get laid in high school, you know? <laughs> yeah, so you lost your memories of losing your virginity, <laughs> but you know about Dragon Ball, goddammit. Best trade I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's why I haven't lost my virginity yet. I can't give up my Sonic knowledge. <laughs> Dips! <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Sonic, uh, Dimps has done a lot of Sonic games. They did Sonic Advanced 1 through 3 on the GBA, which 
One and two are fire games. Three, I've heard, is like a little more mixed, but it's a very... I like, still like three, but I, yeah, the Sonic Advance games are great. And especially at a time when there were not as many good Sonic games, the Advance games coming out were... Ooh. Look, look, Sonic is uh, usually pretty solid on a handheld. Mm-hmm. Was, was Advance... The, were, were the Advance games the first original Sonic games on a Nintendo console? Yes, I believe so. Uh, yes, yes, because they came out before Heroes, so yes, yeah, you're right. Because it, oh. the first one came out before Sonic Adventure 2 was ported, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> Mason's like, see, I know about Sonic, I know about Dragon Ball then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Silver's basically Trunks, isn't he? Yeah, and... Uh, uh, <laughs> Shad- uh, uh, look, look, <laughs> Sonic's Goku, Shadow's Vegeta, Knuckles is Piccolo, Silver is Trunks, Tails is Krillin, there's just... <laughs> nah, Tails is Bulma. <laughs> You know what? You're damn right he is. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Are you, sure, are you sure Rose isn't... Or Rose, Amy, Amy isn't... Uh, no. Amy would be... <laughs> Amy's uh, Chi-Chi. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit. Yeah, probably. I, I just... I view the anger issues. No, like, no wait. Uh, hold on. Would, would Rouge be... Rouge? Ooh. Would Rouge, Rouge be Balma? Or is Rouge... No, because uh, Rouge... Android. Oh, yeah. Would Rouge be Android 18? Android 18. <laughs> no, not particularly... See, for Piccolo to be Knuckles, though, then Rouge... Because the Rouge and Knuckles relationship doesn't really exist uh, for that, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm going off broad stereotypes. That's fair. It's like, I, like, I could also say Rouge is Catwoman and Ru- Knuckles is Batman if we're going off the stereotypes. That's fair, it is. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. What else Jesus did Christ, Dibs. <laughs> well, again, on Sonic, they did Rush 1 and 2, but they did a shit ton of Dragon Ball games... A lot and, of them, and most of them actually came stateside. Yeah. Which I, I found really crazy, because a lot of Dragon Ball games did not come stateside, and their first Dragon Ball attempt was Budokai. Yeah, their first Dragon Ball attempt was Budokai, which you can tell from a lot of the stuff that's oh, wrong yeah. with this game. But oh, yeah. they also made my personal favorite Dragon Ball game ever made, Dragon Ball Advanced Adventures. On Such the a good game. Advanced Adventures is so good. It's expensive as fuck. It's such a good game. They also did do the port of uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. Which was, oh, well, I say port, but it basically was just the, uh, I believe that was, I believe it's just a reskin of either Shin Budokai or the Shin Budokai Another Road. I was going to say, I think, I think you've said it's, the gameplay is just a reskin of Shin Budokai, but with the Dragon Ball Evolution character models. Yeah. Uh, which, it, it, oh it, <laughs> One day we will talk Dragon Ball Evolution. This is not the Dragon Ball Evolution podcast. Thank God. <laughs> That'll be what the bleep are you watching? Oh, <laughs> for God's sake, we're probably gonna do that at some point. Anyway, well, they, well there, there were evolution games, weren't there? Just one. Or there was yeah. an evolution on the, game on the PSP, the which, PSP, which has a story mode that is five hours with thirty minutes of game. Yeah, it is. It is mostly going through stuff, but it has some of the greatest freeze frames in the history of video gaming. Oh, just what the hell's his name? Justin, Justin Chatwin making Justin just Chatwin. the the faces. The oh it it is a treasure of a game. It's anyway, a treasure and, of a movie. A, anyway, they also did Street Fighter four and five. So, uh, and they did a bunch of other anime games. They did some they Yu Yu Hakusho games. They did some Saint Seiya games. Sadly, the Yu Yu Hakusho games never came to the stateside. They did Japanese only well, ones. Like, well, like no, no Yu Yu Hakusho games came to the states. Unfortunately, except for one that we're gonna be playing soon. And the, just wait till if you've. You, if, uh, I got you playing an early anime game. Wait till you played uh, Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament. Did they, oh. did they ever do any Naruto games? 
They did a couple Naruto games. They yeah. did. Really? Yeah, they've done a couple Naruto they games. Did? They did an Inuyasha game. Yeah, they did a couple. I, what, I saw, were the, what were the Naruto games? They did Naruto. Let me get there. I saw it down there. They did a One Piece game as well. That's legit just called One Piece. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I think, thought they did a Naruto, but I haven't seen one. Maybe they didn't do a Naruto. No, uh, were you were you mixing it up because we talked about Ubisoft Montreal? Earlier? I might have been, but I thought I remember seeing one. But they did they did a One Piece game. They did a Bleach game. They did a couple uh, Inuyasha games. Uh, they did Shaman King. They did Shaman King. Which I have no idea what it is, but it sounds badass. That was a... Uh, that was... Uh, I don't. It was an anime, but it was uh, Fox Kids, one of those that Fox grabbed and did. Dubbed. Oh, oh, so it's like the Dinosaur King shit. Or kind of, like, kind of like, but yeah, it was one of those that Fox grabbed during the kind of like anime, uh, trying to find animes that they played around like Digimon and things like that. That's what I was thinking. So they they did it. They did a one piece game. So is it like five hundred hours long? Well, it came out in 2005, so you, can, so you can label it 5, 55, 55. Uh. They also did the 3DS My Hero Academia game, so. Oh, damn. So they, they basically, as I said, they did a lot of anime. They did uh, a bunch of other ones. They are a, they are a Japanese studio, uh, so, like, makes sense why they do so many anime games. And interesting uh, on Dimps is they were founded by several SNK and Capcom employees. Yeah, including mm. the co-creator of King of Fighters, I believe. Yes. So, uh, co-creator Ta- Takashi Nishiyama and Hiroshi-, Hiroshi Matsumoto. Yeah. So, like, they are a pretty successful big studio that's still making games. Dragon Ball The Breakers comes out soon. And, uh, and that is developed by them. And, you, and you, uh, again, you said earlier they did a lot of uh, Dragon Ball games. Did they do Kakarot? No, they, they did. They did Xenoverse one and two though. Oh, okay. They were on. They were on Xenoverse. That was kind of their return. Kakarot uh, is a different studio. Oh. So, they they did a lot of. Uh, they had not done a lot of Dragon Ball aside from the Dragon Ball Heroes games in mm. Japan, and only the recent only the recent Dragon Ball Heroes came to uh, stateside, which yeah. they're fine, fun, weird card battling games. Uh, Dragon oh. Ball Her- Heroes World Mission is is fun. Look, Dragon Ball is a franchise that has gone to so many genres. It's ridiculous. For God's sake. Dragon Ball the Breakers is a survival horror co-op. Uh, and it has, I mean, you, most of them are uh, fighting games in the franchise. But, you know, you have a JRPG in Dragon Ball Attack of the Saiyans. Great game. Uh, you have, you know, action RPGs. You have, you know, you have a beat-em-up type in sagas. I mean, that's kind of also action RPGs, beat-em-up. You have... <laughs> I like how you could have gone with the beat 'em up for Dragon Ball Advance Adventures, but you're like, no, that's I must true. Dragon talk Ball about sagas. Well, I'm contractually obligated every week uh, to mention Dragon Ball sagas. <laughs> even, even after we played, you're just gonna bring it up every week. The Dragon Ball games have had a lot of different uh, iterations and different uh, genres to jump into. Uh, that's kind of surprising to me because I just always assumed that they were all fighting no, games. A lot of different Dude. things. Uh, hell, one of the ones I want to play the most, but it's fucking expensive, is Dragon Ball Attack of the Sands, which is a turn-based RPG. It is. Where you play as mostly the humans. You Most <laughs> most of that game you play as Yamcha, Krillin, and Tien. And it is awesome. Attack of the Sands is such a good game, I'm sad it never got a sequel. Look, I have really weird Dragon Ball tastes, if you can't tell. Thomas is OG Dragon Ball boy. I, I am OG Dragon Ball boy. I love OG Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z is good. Dragon Ball Z is fine. Dragon Ball GT. But OG Dragon Ball is is my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, an interesting tidbit about Budokai and also just the Dragon Ball games at this time. So, they were all scored by Kenji Yamamoto, who, uh, who <laughs> composed... 
basically the Dragon Ball games, like all the Butoden games, the Gokuden games, Ultimate Battle 22, Final Bout, uh, Budokai's, he would do the Shin Budokai's, Burst Limit, Infinite World, Raging Blast 2, and then he actually did the soundtrack for Kai. At that point, unfortunately, it was found out that Yamamoto, who was like, everyone's like, man, these soundtracks are amazing, was plagiarizing his music. And like, hardcore. Like, yeah. Uh, which, I can... which is why when they re-released the HD collection, the soundtracks are very different for Budokai 1 and 3. Really? Which, and unfortunately, uh... look, it's all plagiarized, so I get why they had to. Unfortunately, not for the better, because the soundtracks in Budokai are great. Oh, no, they're good Plagiarized they're masterpiece. Just, you just know they're plagiarized, especially when you know... I think you pointed it out in your stream. You're like, oh, yeah, you can definitely tell, mm -hmm. like, which is plagiarized. Like, I'm just imagining this guy playing Budokai. Oh, man, this soundtrack kicks ass. Let me listen to Sam Van Halen. Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> the, Budokai yeah, 3 really? has a couple of the most egregious ones. Uh, Budokai 3, uh, there's one that, like, uh, going in, and you're like, this soundtrack piece sounds really familiar. Oh, but, you know, I just came from watching James Cameron's Avatar. It's weird that, you know, <laughs> just slightly changed. Yeah, just taken straight from it, but just changed a little bit. He just upped the tempo. <laughs> How did he get away with that? Uh, he don't know, but he did a long time. Some of it was also because uh, a lot of the games initially were, he did a lot of Super Nintendo games. So, bit crunched the way they, you know, moved down. That, that, you know, maybe didn't sound as much, but yeah, he was plagiarizing. And it w really wasn't until he did a TV series that it was really caught when he did Kai. Which, because wow. the TV show was going to have more high defs. And so, so yeah, uh, that was a big thing. Uh, and why getting, making sure you guys got to play the PS2 version so you could experience the plagiarized glory. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's plagiarized to hell, but it's damn good. So <laughs> I, I assume he, Hasn't actually worked it recently? Nope. Kai would have been his last thing. I mean, ah, damn. <laughs> shock of all shocks. Uh, but yeah, like even like incredible, like the opening, one of the songs in uh, the opening of Final Bout is fantastic. Plagiarized goodness by <laughs> Mr. Yamamoto. I think, I think his most, was it Tower of Power that he plagiarized a lot of? I think so. I, I'd have okay. to look up some of it, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball has always had good soundtracks in different ways. Yeah. And uh, all different versions, I like a lot of their soundtrack stuff. But it, the games had a special, like, oh my gosh, this is soundtrack for a lot of people. So, you know, that, that hit a lot of fans hard because... Yeah, Ooh. which, it's sad, but at the same time, it's like, well, the dude's played. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, which, again, I, I, I played through all the HD re-release when it came out. Platinumed it. <laughs> uh, I love these games uh, a lot. Uh, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a very different experience when you're playing through it with the soundtrack. And Budokai 3 even more, because Budokai 3's soundtrack was so good. Such a plagiarized masterpiece. <laughs> um, but that's an interesting fact uh, going around about games in this time. Uh, uh, Dragon Ball games specifically. Wow. So yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, well, what a fun fact about plagiarism. <laughs> what else in this game was plagiarized? <laughs> That's it, luckily. <laughs> I'm, su I'm surprised not my, not anything else was plagiarized because it, it, you know, like I said, it just it feels like one of the fighting games. Uh, well, I they can't plagiarize it because unlike most fighting games, this doesn't require motion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does, but very like yeah. like it's. 
punch, punch, forward, punch, punch, kick, mm-hmm. blast for your. It's it, it's more like performing combo moves in a beat 'em up than it a, really is than a fighting which game. when you look at what they did in a lot of their uh, their handheld games like Advance Adventure, yeah, they, a more beat 'em up style. I wonder if that's uh, what they were trying to do. True, but this did come out before. True, but also there's a few other uh, that, like that when that, they did did more beat 'em ups. That's the same sort of style. So I wonder that, if that that's that's fair. Yeah, it's it's just for me again. I'm so used to other fighting games. Like, you know, there's no in other fighting games. Like here, great example, uh, fighters, Dragon Ball fighters. In that game, it's very simple to do a kamehameha. It's literally quarter circle forward punch. It's literally quarter circle punch kamehameha. Quarter circle R one. Super Kamehameha. That's it. Here, it's like punch, punch, back kick, punch, uh, energy for a basic Kamehameha. And it gets to the point where I'm like, what the fuck is the point? Because See, here's the thing. I'm bad at quarter turns, quarter circles on any game, and bad at, so I am very bad at, so the punch, punch, punch energy for me is super easy, and well, I love it. <laughs> well, then get good, you slut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's just, for me, that felt really awesome. And again, that that's is, fair. That it, is and it, looks, it looks awkward too. You're playing like you're standing there, ha, 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 ah! yeah, and which is what they fix that in the later versions when you can just hit over energy and you have enough to do your your main one little energy. See that I don't mind. Is they they get rid of the punch 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 element of doing it, so you can do it a lot easier from the range. They also added beam struggles in the later versions. Which look, Dragon Ball. I'm not going to say it's all beam struggles, but the beam struggles are so cool. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they have, like, none in this game. I mean, they have, like, they, of course, have them in the cutscenes and stuff, Mm -hmm. but in gameplay. I don't know if that became a team. Beam struggles maybe didn't come till three. I don't know if they were in two. I I think it was three. And it's a really, it's, it's, again, it's three. It's three is a great game and it has a lot of things, but it starts adding some of the things that would be frustrating in the Dragon Ball franchise that would. Uh, culminate in ultimate Tenkaichi. There's a lot of press button and hope the other person doesn't press the button. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, the fighting game. Uh, it's better when you say it's ultimate rock, Tenka. paper, Saiyan. That is, that is ultimate Tenkaichi. That is ultimate Tenkaichi. What's, did they actually call it rock, paper, Saiyan? Someone did. I've seen that called. I think I, think I thought like a, it was maybe, it was an online video. It might have been TFS. It might be someone else that I saw. Oh. Uh, did Rock, Paper, Saiyan? Fun, fun fact, Ultimate Tenkaichi was my first Dragon Ball game. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> look, This you, is my first, so. Look, if you've never played Ultimate Tenkaichi, and Mason's like, what the fuck is a Tecmo? <laughs> Ultimate Tenkaichi is... What's a, what's a Tecnichis? <laughs> it's a tech well, cheese. Tenkaichi is, uh, <laughs> actually is the name for the uh, tournaments. So the world tournament, uh, the Budokai Tenkaichi Tournament. Oh, and so, that's where Budokai comes from. Yeah, that's exactly. where Budokai comes okay. from. So the World Martial Arts Tournament is what it is. Uh, mm. But Ultimate Tenkaichi is, it's rock, paper, scissors. That's literally the entire gameplay is rock, paper, scissors. It sounds it's not awful. even It's not even like one punch attack gets better than another punch attack. It's literally you press a button and you pray to God your opponent didn't press the button to counter it. Mm-hmm. It's a bad game. Yeah. Fun fact: Not only was that my first Dragon Ball game, I knew nothing about the franchise. Well, did, and a great that—that's a great one to jump in because it. Ultimate fun things about Ultimate Tenkaichi: One, it has the rock paper Saiyan mechanic. Two, it is the first Dragon Ball game that had create your own character. And three, 
they were trading at the time because Kai was going on. They were starting on. They were currently working off of Linda Young as the voice actor of Frieza and introducing Christopher Ayers as the new voice of Frieza. R.I.P. Just a legend. Uh, so in that, there are sometimes mid-cutscene that Frieza's voice changes. Which confused the hell out of me. I was so fucking confused. Because there are multiple Frieza characters. Do that. <laughs> because Ultimate Tank the, contra shit. There's contract stuff is why it ended up being that. Uh, but but also, you might find this funny. Hell, Mason will find this funny probably. My first Dragon Ball character, because the first thing I did is I jumped into arcade mode because I just wanted to get a feel for the game. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing it, and I pick this character who I just think looks badass. And I beat the story mode with him. Not the story mode, the, just a couple fights or whatever. And I'm like, this character kicks ass. He's so cool. I love the way he looks. I love the way he fights. I'm going to look this character up. It was goddamn Yamcha. So, yeah, wow. I'm not. <laughs> I'm the motherfucker who got into Dragon Ball in, because of Yamcha. In fairness, Yamcha does look cool. He looks badass, man. And he's like a pussy. Son of a bitch. Hey, he's the world's greatest baseball player. It's all good. Hey, you know what? Fair enough. Uh, hey, you know what? He finally... It's non-canon, but he finally got another girl. <laughs> it's non-canon, <laughs> but he finally goddamn got one. Actually, speaking of arcade mode, that is something I wanted to bring up about this game. It only has two real single-player modes. It really does. It has story mode, which is good. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely an early 2000s story mode, so it's not perfect. Yeah. But it's... It's good for what it is, especially mm -hmm. at the time where it was the first, like, predating Mortal Kombat 9, Mortal Kombat 9 uh, story mode stuff. And it has the World Tournament mode, which I'm Which not a can big be fan. very frustrating. The World Tournament mode has ringouts. Fuck the ringouts. So, on that element is one flaw of dimps in a lot of their games, and this becomes a very big flaw in Xenoverse is sometimes difficulty is not done by making the them better at the game or you having to be better. They, a lot of times difficulty is just, oh, their punches do more now. Oh, they have unbreakable wall defense you have to get through. Oh, this thing. And it can get frustrating. And in uh, World Tournament mode, you'll be like, oh, I'm playing on easy mode. I get through the first fight really quickly. I get through the next really quickly. Wow, why is this one so much harder? And I'm out of the ring. Yeah, because <sighs> the ringouts are just so... I don't really like ringouts in any game unless it's like Virtual Fighter or Bloody Roar where you have to break the wall and then ring mm -hmm. them out because then I feel it's deserved. But for this game, it's literally, you can be in the middle of this great combo and that Android 18 kicks Piccolo in the dick and he gets rung out. And uh, like, canonically, eunuch. What? Piccolo's Wait, a eunuch. Really? Oh, that's right. You, Namekians. Piccolo, that's right, Piccolo doesn't have a dick. Okay, he kicks Piccolo in the crotch and then pushes him out of the ring, and that's it, ring out. And Namekians are closer to plants than anything I'm else. I'm learning more about these characters than yeah, I bargained for. Yeah, there's literally a line in Dragon Ball Super where it's like, I can make you something tasty, Piccolo. I keep telling you, I don't eat food. I only live off water. Ah, <laughs> oh, superhero's so good. Superhero was really good. Um, I kind of wish there was a balance mm -hmm. between a story mode and a world tournament mode. Like... Yeah, you pick any character like World Tournament Mode, but then you go through, uh, not a story, but like a series of fights, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just you fight random people, but it's not World Tournament, so you can't bring out, they're just fights. Maybe at the end, 
have the characters wish upon the Dragon Balls and either give them an ending or, just like in Smash Brothers, a picture. Mm -hmm. Call it, I don't know, arcade mode, like every goddamn fighting game under the sun has. The problem with a lot of Dragon Ball <laughs> games is that arcade modes don't exist very often. I know, and, and that's, that's that is that, And that's actually a problem with a lot of anime games, fighting games. That's because, uh, you know, the story mode takes the place. But it... So, you know, you don't just want to necessarily just play one computer. Sometimes you want to go up and, and, and fight your rank and play these sort of things. So that is definitely something that really didn't exist in many Dragon Ball games. I know, obviously, Fighters has an arcade mode. I, I know uh, Fighters has an arcade mode. Did Raging Blast have <sighs> Raging Blast had that weird story mode. So That's right. That's so, right, like, yeah. that kind of through all of it. And you, can, you can go back and select all of them. So kind of, but not really. That's right. But That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that. Raging Blast Two is weird. That was my dad's introduction to Dragon Ball. I like Raging Blast a lot. It, it, it's probably my favorite of the arena fighting Dragon Ball games. Uh, I mean, I guess it, I mean Ultimate Tenkaichi is also pretty arena-y, so you can put that one up there, That's especially fair. on the Wii. Yeah. Yes, there are Wii versions of Ultimate Tenkaichi. Two and three. I, I did know. I did know that. And they're very expensive to they're, get these days. So hey, uh, please uh, <laughs> listen to our podcast and uh, help us so I can get Ultimate Tenkaichi three one day. <laughs> Ultimate Tenkaichi three on the Wii is like two hundred and fifteen goddamn dollars. That's expensive. You're gonna be. You're gonna be like one of the one of those make wish kids. With like my my one dream is to own, <laughs> is to own Ultimate Tenkaichi three. He shaves his head bald and everything just to fake it. <laughs> sir, you're thir sir, you're thirty-five. Uh goo goo. <laughs> Look, did I realize that I could try to complete the PlayStation 2 Dragon Ball collection and I need uh Infinite Realm and the Ultimate Tenkaichis or Infinite World and Infinite World. are all that I need? Yes, I did realize that. Are they expensive? They're all they? really expensive. I was gonna say Infinite World, uh that shit, like, the cheapest I could find it was 100 bucks. Yeah, that and one. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Uh, but, so yeah, this game, in a lot of ways, kept the franchise afloat uh, mm -hmm. going into Boo. Uh, and then the two ones really were. This was this was kind of the defining franchise for the video game side of things that built it. Which, all, other one, other cop, other uh, two, three... All the others would sell fine. Like they're more kept pumping out Dragon Ball games. They sold fine, but this is the one that sold. This is the Dragon Ball game that sold, really, until you get to things like Xenoverse and Fighters and Kakarot, which have all sold well. Not that other games didn't sell well, but these were kind of the franchise, mm -hmm. and there really wasn't much of a first until like Burst Limit, which was the first Xbox Dragon Ball game. Yeah. Budokai, Budokai was. It's kind of fitting that Budokai was such a big deal in America, like being one of the first Dragon Ball games to be transferred over, mm -hmm. because Dragon Ball Z itself was such a big deal in America. Huge. Like the impact Dragon Ball Z had. And keep in mind, this is coming from someone who only just recently got really into Dragon Ball. But then if you go back into a lot of just like mid-2000s uh, and even in you know 2010s animation in American animation and how many things take reference and elements from Dragon Ball. Hell, the joke when uh, season two, when season one of Heroes came out, uh, when Heroes was out, and uh, 
the the char- the character came back and saved the cheerleader, saved the world. The amount of jokes of oh yeah, your future trunks in this. <laughs> yeah, the what the fuck was his name? Peter or whatever. Uh, the hell Peter it was? Petrelli, yeah. Yeah, the fucking Matt. the guy who could steal the people's powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of it like this is gonna be future trunks on all this sort of thing. So <laughs> like this was and when, when Codename Kids next door is a Dragon Ball Z reference. There are that uh <laughs> Steven Universe does has yes, mo- many uh, Adventure Time has a bunch. Uh, yeah. Like, it, you every, know. Every, if you if you are a cartoon on Cartoon Network mm-hmm. post, hell, I'll say post like ninety, like nineteen ninety, because even because even Powerpuff Girls has Dragon Ball references. Mm-hmm. They're very minor, but like mm-hmm. there's a scene where B- Blossom literally just moves her head to dodge a laser, which one is badass as shit. Two is ripped straight from Dragon Ball. Yep. <laughs> There's a wow. lot, like a lot of just little references, and it just it created what we know as a shonen anime in a lot of ways. Uh, it kind of the prototype. Every every anime kind of has uh, a shonen style anime has followed a lot of the uh, the archetype that Dragon Ball created in a lot of ways. Yeah, if if you like shonen, if you like Naruto, One Piece, My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, any of those, you probably like Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. It. It started, you know, I saw someone was like, ah, oh, here's Dragon Ball. I've got Goku, and then I'm One Piece, and here's my Sea Goku, and there's Ninja Goku in Naruto. Oh, and here's Dead Goku in Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what they said for Jujutsu Kaisen, but there's Goku. It's, it's his superhero Goku. And <laughs> my yeah, and it's, it's all yeah. taken from the archetype it was created. Here's Angry Sword Goku in and Black Clover. While some uh, some animes have done some of the a lot of the stories better, and Dragon Ball, especially Dragon Ball Super, at times the mess that it is, the stories uh, aren't told as well as some other animes. But it is the one that created and spawned a lot of these. It is uh, it is a humongous franchise that uh, finally uh, saw one of its movies get a worldwide actual release. <laughs> And it was and, a damn good one. It was a good movie, and it made money. Uh, yeah, if you haven't watched Superhero, if God forbid it's still playing near you, watch Superhero, because it's really fucking good, dude. Uh, yeah, just actually about the game, I know, shocker. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, uh, we've, we've talked fairly about no, the we, game. No, we yeah. have. I'm, <laughs> I'm being an asshole. It's That's what I fair. do. Uh, I like that this game doesn't pull the Dragon Ball GT final bout, or the, I'll even say Fighters is bad about this, where it's just so many Gokus, I like that all the transformations are stacked. Yes. Like, Goku goes, it's not Goku, and then another character slot is Super Saiyan Goku. No, it's Goku himself is one character, but he can go Kaioken, Kaioken times two, times 20, and then finally to Super Saiyan. Gohan can go Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Vegeta, Super Saiyan, all that. Mm -hmm. Super Vegeta. Uh, Just, I like that the transformations stack and that just, uh, mm-hmm. I like that because that makes for a more dynamic character roster. It would not be, could you imagine like cutting out, say, Android 17 and losing his dope ass alternate outfit if we just had like seven more Goku's? Like that's yeah. kind of how I feel. Yeah, and I, I think eventually some of the roster will get cut down because they have so many Gohans in the later one because you have Kid Gohan, Teen Gohan, <laughs> you know, and then Adult Gohan. Teen Gohan is ten and Adult Gohan is seventeen, but or sixteen, but you know that's fine. Well, okay. But uh, oh. but you start to have more of the slots filling in. You'll have like bonus characters on that. But Budokai 
never really did the all the Gokus. Uh, which I, I appreciate. Uh, which is, is something that, that, you know, a lot of those games would that, later do. That's uh, yeah. that's something I dislike about, like, any anime fighting game when they do that. There's a Naruto fighting game. I forget uh, which one, but I know it has, like, Kid Naruto, Shippuden Naruto, Sage Mode, Super Sage Mode, Super Sage Mode with fries, Naruto. Like, <sighs> uh, Look, I love Boruto's dad. <laughs> 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 Man. Then, then uh, again, I love the shit out of One Piece. Will we cover a One Piece game here? Yeah, when I can find one that doesn't break the goddamn bank. Uh, don't worry, we'll play Jump Force. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the closest we're going to get, even though the One Piece characters do look the worst. In they do game. look the worst. Oh, my they God. <laughs> they look bad in that game. There's a great moment in Jump Force where the first time you have Vegeta and the little cube things, like, crawl down, and it <gasps> looks like it crawls up it, his ass. It literally just It looks like it crawls right up Vegeta's ass. ass. Even, it's not as bad about it because Luffy's transformations are more just, like, temporary things. But in recent years, there has been, like, Luffy and then Gear 4 Luffy and it's like son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> we avoided this for so long so the roster I think was pretty good you know there are side characters that I would rather play and I wish for a little more balance at times but the roster but, is pretty good for especially for a mid-2000s fighting game yeah again this has a pretty big character roster by fighting game standards not terribly big by uh, anime game standards but by fighting Look, game Ultimate standards uh, would have 3 would have what 60 70 characters in it it has so many the problem though with Ultimate Tenkaichi is it's just they're just reskins of everybody like eventually you're like oh it's, yeah i it's a toy box game. yeah it's a toy box game it's a fun toy box game don't get me wrong but it is a, hey, I'm going to grab my action figures and smack them together game. <sighs> Look, any game where I can play as, like, Piccolo and beat the shit out of Devilman, yeah, it's... <laughs> where you can play as any of the Shadow Dragons and fight the Pilaf gang. <laughs> yeah. What now? The Pilaf gang, the first... The first villains. The first villains. A, li like, uh, a, a little... A little uh, uh, yeah, a little blue dude. little imp boy, uh, his, his dog, and a woman who's way too old to be hanging around them uh, yeah. as they try to take over the world. Yeah, this, yeah, well, you say she's too old. Fucking, Akira Toriyama draws people so weird. She's, I think, canonically 30-something. <laughs> God damn, all right, yeah, she is I way think. too old. <laughs> well, because the dog... Which makes the Trunks romance in Super very weird. Okay. <sighs> God damn it, Akira Toriyama. Well, <laughs> is there anything that can make these any more weirder than it than they? Oh, I can, I, I can get, I can make a lot more weirder want, if I really want to. You want the to. bit where Oolong again, canonically seven years old, turns into Bulma and flashes Roshi. <laughs> Bulma canonically thirteen at the time. Yes. <laughs> I, what was it? TFS, I think, that said like, uh, "Isn't Bulma like thirteen here?" And then they're like, "Oolong seven. <laughs> I think down there. God damn it, Toriyama. I think that was TFS. I love Toriyama with all my heart, but god damn, the man's weird sometimes. Uh, it's anime culture and a lot of the I, old I stuff. I know too, it's just yeah, anime it, culture, but specifically but also, Akira yeah. Toriyama had so many fucking pervert jokes. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Master I, Roshi's the original pervert. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love Master Roshi. He's hilarious. Any man who can just kind of walk off a blade to the head. <laughs> I, I mean, I, the fact that basically Master Roshi got strong and super because he gave up being a pervert is hilarious. The thing holding him back was his perverted name. being a pervert. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. 
that would have been cool if Master Roshi was playable in this game, but I think... Well, because there were a couple characters who were going to be playable that mm-hmm. uh, ended up not being. Bulma was going to be playable yeah. at one point because the, they data mined the game and they found her model. Like They weren't sure. I don't know if it was going to be playable or if it was something for one of the cutscenes on it because I know she's in some of it, but like how much like it was going to be in, like if it was going to be like a mini game similar to like the uh, Raditz holding... You're holding Goku, uh, uh, yeah. you're trying to hold Raditz while you're... Which, by the way, that minigame is super frustrating and annoying, and I don't like it, but... Uh, thank God you have the Piccolo version, which is literally rotate the analog stick for five seconds. Yeah, uh, as fast as you can, instead of <coughs> hold him in the circle, hold him... Too hard! Too hard! Hold him in there! Too hard! Too hard! Mm. Yeah, I just... For both this and Budokai 3 with the rotating six, I just think of the... I forget what video it is, but it's a video from Screw Attack like way back in the day where it's like Mario Party 1 and he's just rotating the N64 analog stick and it's like piercing his palm like, ah, God, that's all I think of. All right. Well, on this podcast, we like to ask two questions for every game we play. The first one is, how does this game hold up? (laughs) It's a hard one to to do on this because in this era... Of the 3D games, the fighting games, the anime games at the time, it is very similar, and it has held up better than a lot of those games. But also, the controls have not held up amazingly. Yeah. The graphics have not held up. It's a, there's a reason they scrapped the 3D models very quickly. Mm. Yeah, the the graphics are played out. The graphics uh, look like have not held up well. So a lot of things about this game doesn't hold up. And then if you play the HD re-release, it's still playable. But a lot of things about this game did not hold up at, uh, at the time. If, if you play the HD re-release, you play Budokai 1 for the story mode and Budokai 3 for everything else. It was, it just, it, it holds up about as well as other fighting games in the, from that era to me. It doesn't feel any different. It doesn't, it, it's just, yeah. Just wait. We'll, we're going to need to bookmark that and just wait and see if Mason has that same opinion in a, about a month when he has to play Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament, a game that came out about the same time. And um, I love it, but I'm going to say it did not hold up as well. Spoiler. Uh, but I, I, I agree, though. A lot of the games, without the nostalgia goggles and what it is on it, a lot of the stuff on this game does not hold up. So, like, nostalgia-wise and as a fan and what I know this game meant to both franchise and fans... I can see where it held up on it, but as far as a game goes, the only thing this game had going for it was its story mode. It's the only Dragon Ball game that's really done something like this. Mm -hmm. Because even the only one that got close was, I guess, Kakarot? But even then, I've played a little bit of that, and it's very much... It's it's text boxes. Mm-hmm. This is the only one with like fully animated cuts. Trying to fully animate, trying to bring the anime to a fighting game. Yeah. Uh, and, which... and again, this was seven years before Mortal Kombat Nine. So before fighting game story modes got really really popular. So. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think we can all agree that this game, uh, as a whole, doesn't hold up. And I can even say even a lot of it is because they fix a lot of the problems in two and three. Yeah. A lot of the gameplay problems are fixed. The graphic problems are fixed. Because they actually uh, do cell shading. I, and a wouldn't, lot of it, I wouldn't say they're problems. They're just limitations. Yes, the limitations. Hardware. They're just, it said, they go. They, they throw away the models. They go to the shell shaded look. Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3 still looks good. And that's because 
uh, Akira Toriyama's art style just doesn't translate well to not yeah. non-shell And I, I know Mason, a few... Uh, uh, would have been the Sonic Adventure talked about the uh, the mouth flaps and the movie mm. on it. Boy, this game's got a few of those. Yeah, this game yeah. very much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's ma- making me look back at uh, Adventures graphics with rose tinted glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mason falls too. Mason falls to their knees. I was wrong to judge you, my love. <laughs> Come back <laughs> as he just holds a shadow of the hedgehog. <laughs> As he, holds a shadow, as he holds a shadow of the hedgehog. A shadow of the hedgehog flush. goes super. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, that th- seems like it hurt. Our <laughs> second major question we like to ask is, would this game deserve a reimagining or a remake in a modern setting? I think for my basic answer is, we've already gotten a remaster uh, in 2010, and as a Dragon Ball fan, I would play more remasters or just ports. I would love to see it because it's only on PS3. Uh, and Xbox, I think, is what it ported to. It might have been, or it might have just been PS3, but it was ported over for the remaster. It, and that was fun. I would like to see that done. Again, I would pay money, shell out money to play it on the Switch, the PS5, or anywhere again. But considering the amount of Dragon Ball games and the amount of fighting games and the more things, I don't think a remake of this exact style is needed or even really a reimagining of this style. The only thing I can see that I kind of want to be reimagined is the story mode. And even then, that's only, like, giving fully animated cutscenes. Because, like, Fighters has a story mode, but its story mode's lame. Like, Fighters is a really good game, but its story mode kind of sucks. It's got the Smash Ultimate problem where it's a good game, but the story mode is ass. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't like World of Light. (laughs) But, like, it's... I I would like to see this kind of style of storytelling return, even if it's not for a retelling. Like, make an original Dragon Ball story that just happens to use these full motion video cutscenes. Even if it is just a fighting game story, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Just do that one arc from GT where everyone from hell comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Mason, are you chomping at the bit for a remake after playing it? (laughs) just don't see any reason. It's there. Like, yeah, there is really none. Because we have we have other fighting games. We have other Dragon Ball games. We have other it's, Dragon Ball would, fighting games. Yeah. It all, all kind of balances out at that point. Yeah, this is one said, personally as a fan, I would love to see another remaster or even just a port of the HD remasters again. But see, this time including two. Please give me two. Uh, see, I... But overall, like, I don't see a remake or a re- uh, reimagining needed. Yeah, I feel like they could make some easy money just by porting the mm-hmm. HD remasters to... Hell, just port them to, like, that PlayStation Plus thing. Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah, put them on something like that or the uh, Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, so like there are things Pass. like that that could be played. That would work just fine. You know, if you want to make a... a, a version of each of them on the Switch store that I could get, you know, would I probably throw that down? Probably, because I'm a whore. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's Dragon Ball Z Budokai. So what do you guys think? This was was a game. Uh, (laughs) Will we get to to an episode where Mason doesn't just say at them, well, that was a game, unless they choose the game. (laughs) Then they're like, go play Go Vacation, it's the greatest ever. Ben 10. Look, 
feel slightly called out right now. Look, if Mason can have this reaction to Dragon Ball, well, if you can have your reaction to Ben 10. It's a very, very funny. Mason can have his to Dragon Ball. But if... if, if And I'm trying to be interested in both of them because I made you guys play Beatdown, so that's the best I can get. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, What do you guys all think? Uh, Let us know. I know you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can type some words in. uh, Give us that review on it. You can then click and say five stars. You can, again... Tell Thomas why he's wrong for uh, not liking Shadow or whatever the plant dude in uh, uh, Wild Vine. Was Wild that Vine, yeah, Wild that's, Vine that's in Bin Ten. You can tell you can tell Mason to start. Or Vegeta herself. Yikes! Alrighty, you can also tell Mason why they should play more Dragon Ball games. Uh, but if you do that, just put that five star. Uh, we'll be back here with more episodes. I believe our next one is planning to be an interlude episode. So look forward to a. Uh, countdown list uh in the future uh and with that everyone uh we will see you next time get good you slut